I got a bit carried away in the last episode, episode eight, because I thought that I could say something a little bit more illuminating about the free will and determinism debate on the heels of the observation that maybe the question's not well posed in the first place. But I, in the process, uh, deflected myself or distracted myself from answering or at least elaborating on that basic point, which I'd now like to do, and this will be shorter, I hope. Because, and I'm again quoting George Steiner, anything can be said and in consequence written about anything. We can perfectly well ask questions that variously can't be answered or aren't worth answering or are worth answering but aren't framed in a way that makes answering them very easy or are worth answering but actually send us off down a mistaken path, send us off on a tangent, send us off down a piece of misdirection that leads in the wrong direction because of the way the question has been posed. And if we take that seriously, we will be led to the conclusion that just because a question can be asked doesn't mean that we should seek to answer it in the form in which it's been asked. Sometimes the question won't be worth answering at all, or sometimes it will be based upon a set of assumptions, particularly either-or assumptions, binary assumptions, one-way-or-the-other assumptions, that just might not be appropriate. And as I said about logic in the previous episode, episode eight, just because you can say X doesn't mean that you should oppose it with not X. There is in language, in life, and one would hope in logic, although it's not really been done, a notion of vagueness, that some things just aren't clear, and that sometimes we try to make them clear, we try to insist on their clarity, not because clarity is the right thing, but because we feel more comfortable with it. And I think it was the German thinker, Wilhelm von Humboldt, who once said that language is about grasping the infinite with the finite. And that's, in large measure, what Plato encouraged us to do. Uh, His notion of the forms essentially says, if you use the word table, not only are you referencing every table that anybody has ever encountered anywhere, that qualify it as a table, you're also referencing some eternal, perfect idea of tableness 
that will apply to any table that there ever has been and ever will be. In other words, you're grasping at the infinite by using a five-letter word. And I think human beings, because we're very short-lived, very finite, and pretty limited in intelligence, find the idea of grasping the infinite by the finite quite attractive. You get a lot of bangs, bangs for your buck. But it doesn't mean that it's legitimate. It doesn't mean that the kind of knowing that involves grabbing universal eternal truth on the basis of a single word or sentence or formula on a t-shirt is necessarily a very sensible, not even to say credible proposition. So language tempts us to be more ambitious than we perhaps have any business being. And it also tempts us to think that the categories within which we think and therefore within which we pose questions are optimal, right, good, perfect, the best they could be. Or maybe they're not. Maybe language deceives us. Maybe language systematically tempts us to think that we are capable of saying answering and uh, sorry of saying things asking questions and answering them when we can't do any of those we don't really understand what question we should be asking we certainly don't understand what an answer might look like and this is all because we're trying to grasp the infinite using the finite and it's entirely understandable that we would want to do that. You know, we, it, it's really extraordinarily uh, powerful that within the lifetime of a human being, because of language, because of education, because of thousands of years of history, we don't have to start from scratch. We, we are taught things that have taken the human race thousands of years to discover. So within the space of 70 years, a, a time span which if I were a dog or a chimpanzee, I couldn't do much more than learn how to gnaw a bone or, uh, you know, chew a stick. I can actually learn about the universe or my or the human race's version of the universe. I can grasp or at least stretch and reach for the infinite using the finite. We live on a tiny planet orbiting an insignificant star in a relatively ordinary galaxy. And yet we can frame questions and pose answers and hypothetically write formulae on a t-shirt that are supposed to grasp the universe in a theory of everything or not. So the point that I'm trying to make is that we have a vested interest in believing that the language we have access to is capable of doing all these things and frankly what would be the point of doubting it 
because it's the only language we have access to. So saying, yeah, you really need something a bit better than that, yet we can't find out what it is, that's not the most helpful thing that we could think to ourselves, although it might induce a little humility on it occasionally. The reality is that neither the questions we ask nor the answers we give to them may really be appropriate to the problem that they are hoping to solve. And you're probably already ahead of me on this. Neither need the way we perceive the problem be the right way to conceive the problem. What seems to us a problem or a question even worth asking may, if we were more intelligent, longer-lived, better-placed, more universally smart, may not seem to be a problem worth asking at all. Or a question worth asking at all. So, the bit of today's uh, slice of humble pie is, maybe it's three slices, Maybe the problems that we think are the biggest aren't really the biggest and aren't really problems. Maybe the questions they lead us to ask aren't framed in ways that are optimal. And indeed, the determinism freedom thing is a good example where I think that's exactly what's been going on for thousands of years. And on the heels of both of those things, maybe the answers that we give the answers we're capable of giving, and certainly the answers we're capable of understanding, involve trying to grasp the infinite using the finite, but in a way that is never going to work. So that the way we've made sense of the world needs unmaking before we have a hope of understanding what's really going on. It's impressive. <laughs>